Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, helping you follow the simple yet profound call of Jesus to go and make disciples. All right, welcome everyone to the Luminous Podcast. I can't believe that we're on episode 15. I can't believe we've done 15 episodes. Can you? It's, it's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think we we're going to hit that many numbers in this first part. Yeah, now if only we had the same amount of listeners. That's right. Our goal is to match the number of listeners with the number of lessons that we put out. Yeah. And it's really good to see Danny here. We've missed you, Danny. Yes. Back from my hiatus in Europe. Yeah, so we've done, uh, there's been what, three episodes without you and it just... Two. Didn't you cut one and a half? uh, No, just, I didn't cut one and a half. Okay, two episodes without you, Danny. Yeah. So we missed you. We're, uh, uh, you just, just wasn't the same with us. You just grin and bear it. But. I know. We suffered through, but yes. um, we're glad we're the team's here. back together. Our listenership yeah. dropped from seven to six. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we can make that back. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Now that you're back, they will, they will come back. Um, and Danny was in Paris, among other places. Yeah. Yeah. How was, uh, uh, how was sweet it? Sweet trip in Europe, man. So yeah. beautiful. Greek islands. A little time in Paris. A little time in London. Um, yeah, it was a great trip. Fantastic trip. Yeah. Awesome. And we're acting like, you know, he just got back, but that was months ago he got back. But uh, Yeah, it's been whatever. a while. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so today is episode number 15, and that means that this is actually our final podcast in the Luminous Training. Now, some of you may be listening to this and say, what in the heck is a Luminous Training? Well, Nick will explain that in just a minute. Um, actually, how about now? How about okay. now? All right. Um, we should also mention that uh, Finnegan is is here. Oh yes. As well. So if you hear any heavy breathing or weird scratching, it's not Danny or Nick. <laughs> it is Finnegan. Yes. Okay. All right. So um, as our listeners, er, our early listeners may remember, these first fifteen episodes of the podcast have correlated to uh, with with part of the luminous training that we do and helping people bring Jesus to others. And so people who go through the Luminous training, they listen to these podcasts as part of the course, but the podcast can also stand on their own and be enjoyed even if a person isn't going through the training. So if you're listening to this and you haven't or are not doing the Luminous training, hopefully you are still enjoying the podcast. Um, And so today what we're gonna do is we're basically gonna wrap up or, or recap the journey up to this point because from this point forward, the Luminous podcast is going to decouple from the training program. So decouple, from decouple, the train from the training program. program. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that was unintended. Mm. So we're gonna, he does dad jokes even when he's not thinking about <laughs> it. Even when he's not even trying, he just breathes them out. So we're we're gonna with the podcast from this point forward, we're gonna begin to explore other aspects of disciple making. But these fifteen first fifteen podcasts will be listened to again and again by anyone who's going through the training. So and if anyone is listening to this and say, I would like more training, they can contact us at How would they contact us, Nick? Hello.luminouspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Can't wait to read 
all the emails that come in. We've had two so far. Like honestly, it would We've, be so encouraging if we got if we yeah. got emails. So well, we had one from Danny when oh. when to say that he missed Danny. <laughs> And Danny then, emailed us. Danny emailed us to say that he missed I had to Danny. Test the system. Yeah, he, uh, he missed he missed yeah. hearing Danny on the podcast. And that's, uh, our, that's the, the yeah. listener we got that dropped us. Yeah, Danny. yeah. And then uh, we got this great email from uh, Google Accounts Manager. Oh man, <laughs> email address is working well. That's so so disappointing. <laughs> Emails. Oh, it's it's the Google. Team. Oh, one day yeah. though, we're gonna look back and yeah. be like, remember when we were only getting emails from Danny and Google? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to add assistants to answer all of our emails. And, and I think it's fair yeah. to say too that if you have a question or something that you don't understand, you want to get more clarification on, email us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. or if there's uh, something you'd like to hear. Um, a, a podcast on like something about disciple making you're like ah oh, i wish they would dig deeper into that listener requests we're here for them listener yeah. requests yeah. yeah absolutely good okay so we are going way back into the time machine going all the way back to episode one and yes. so if i remember correctly which i probably don't but <laughs> if i remember correctly in module one which happens to correspond with episode one we asked the question what will it take? In other words, what will it take for us to become a movement of people who bring Jesus to others? Yes, and we answered that question with the need for a new perspective. Bringing Jesus to others is less about having the right skills and more about having the right heart. We want to value what Jesus values and to live our lives modeled after the way Jesus lived his life. And we gave out five uh, we could call them new, I put little air quotes here, new value shifts that more closely align our heart with what we see modeled in the scriptures. Okay, so can, do you remember these five value shifts that they were? <laughs> well, it was okay. a new end goal. A new end goal was number <laughs> one. Fine. It's fine. I, I think okay. I number two was a new understanding of movement. And number three was a new spiritual DNA. Number four was a new commitment to, to dependence. And number five was a new focus. Well, in this test, Danny has passed. Nick has failed. So out of those five, Danny, which one stood out to you? Uh, for me, I, I like the, I, at least I remember, what stands out in my memory the most is that the one of a new focus. Because I, for me, I've been so much about uh, programs, activities, and things that we do that are such a great reminder that we must be careful to hold on to the principles of bringing Jesus to others and not be stuck on the methods. That there's many different ways we can engage and maybe even need to look at some new methods even while we hold on to those great values and the, and the great principles that we, that we keep on bringing Jesus to others. Right, which one stood out to you, Nick? For me, it was uh, it was the first one, like a um, a new end goal. Um, so, I mean, Jamie, you and I have done church planting, or I should say, church replanting before, and uh, this idea of a new end goal, this massive shift to move from planting churches to making disciples, because it puts the responsibility back on God. Like it's God's responsibility to build the church. And sometimes I think when we think of going, like, if we want to bring Jesus to others, we have to plant a church. And that requires so much energy and so much resources. And it's so hard to replicate. Um, 
but to shift that to a new end goal to make disciples, right? And so I can go into a new community and, and make a disciple and start looking for, for people who want to follow Jesus and, and help them with that. And so it puts God's responsibility back in God's hands, which is build the church. And it takes ownership of our responsibility, which is to go and make disciples. Yeah, so much lighter and less burdensome. Yeah, exactly. It, it just feels it, light. It feels like a daunting yeah. task when you yeah. talk about the work that we're talking about. But then suddenly, right off the bat, we talk about this new end goal and we're reminded that it's not as daunting as we think. You know, So yeah. I'm sure we'll come up with that more as we go along here. Um, Nick, moving on, can you summarize what we learned in Module 2? Which... Yeah, and we should say when, when we say Module 2, we're talking about the training but uh, and in this case, module two does correspond with episode two of the podcast. And that's where we tackled the topic of the right attitude and discovered that the right attitude for a person who brings Jesus to others is one of self-emptying. We kind of explored Philippians 2 and this picture of Jesus emptying himself and how we're supposed to do the same thing instead of, so instead of like, clinging to our cultural ideas about church we release them we let those go and if we can empty ourselves of believing that we know the right way and maybe even the only way to honor god and instead we can sort of deculturalize the gospel from our understanding of church then the spirit the holy spirit's going to lead uh, insiders among the new believers to culturalize the gospel among them so they will um, live out the gospel in a way that is appropriate to their culture it doesn't have to be appropriate to our culture right so you're not expecting to like recreate your exact uh, dna as we talked about before in another person's community or culture exactly right? yeah. yeah yeah i remember how it talks um, we talked about how uh, doing this kind of uh, ministry requires uh, less control over the outcomes and more trust that the holy spirit is at work in a person in a way that you might not like understand or in a timeline that um, feels too slow so yeah it just means we have to release control over how somebody is developing in their faith and trust that god's at work totally and, it's, yeah. and i think it's really hard to do like it, that's it that's why we have to empty ourselves is because we wanna we wanna be the director and say hey if you're gonna follow it's like the example we gave was the the European missionaries that went to Africa right mm-hmm. hey if you're gonna follow Jesus you need to you need to wear suits you you wear suits to church that's the best way to honor God is you you put on a, a nice three piece suit in this hot African sun yeah and uh, and they 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 weren't able to deculturalize. The message from their culture and allow African believers to to take on uh, the gospel into their culture in a way that would be more appropriate for them. Yeah, it's almost like making really secondary, far not secondary, like tertiary things um, the main thing almost, and and not releasing that to God. Yeah, yeah, not, not yeah. just secondary, but tertiary. Tertiary, yes, <laughs> that's a good word. Tertiary, and of course we're not talking about. You know, just abandoning everything. We're, no. we're saying that nothing that we're not saying that things don't matter. We're just saying that uh, we're learning to discern what does matter and what doesn't matter, and we're learning to to trust that God will help to work out a lot of these details. Yeah, and and I think we worry a lot more than we need to. For sure. 
Totally. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of great stuff. I get all excited again, but I guess we just got to say, <laughs> hey, we're summarizing. Go back to yeah. episode two and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and listen to it again if you, if you want. All right, Danny, why don't you remind us what we did in episode three? Uh, module three. Episodes three and four. Ah, Super confusing, I yes. know. But the modular three in the training program, um, and on the episodes, it would be episodes three and four in the podcast. Ask the question: How do we keep following Jesus simple, but not shallow? And I think that was a great logical outcome from the previous one. And and the answer to that was that we focus in on the idea of obedience-based discipleship. The most important concept in discipleship that leads to transformation is not knowledge. It's not information. It's obedience. Hmm. We want to teach people not just to know the commands of Jesus, but to obey them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. Like Jesus is, is so clear that obedience is the only way to experience transformation as a follower of Jesus. And it's also the way that we, we show love for him. So if that's the case, why would we not teach that and model that from the very beginning of the discipleship journey? I think that's why Jesus in the Great Commission, again, this is back in episode three, you know, he didn't say, go and teach people all my commands. He said, go and teach people to obey my commands, right? That's that's the whole thing. So that's the key part, obedience. Since we've been talking about this, I've been seeing this theme pop out more and more in uh, different parts of uh, Matthew or James, for instance, um, the, the obedience piece. And um, sometimes it's hard to think about, okay, well, how am I going to obey that? That doesn't make sense. And that's where we introduced one of the most crucial parts of reading scripture, which was the I will statement, um, discerning what you sense God saying to you and then putting it into action so that you can live that out in the next seven days or whatever. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like I... I've taken that principle and I've started incorporating it into lots of other areas as well. Like sometimes, or not sometimes, often, um, like in church, when when we're teaching in church or something uh, on a Sunday morning, I'll end the the message with just this moment to pause and say, "How does like how does God want you to live this out this week?" Like it's like reflecting your own kind of I will statement. I'll always like I, it would be difficult for me to do. Uh, any kind of teaching now without some kind of you know rubber hits the road i will statement or intention at the end of it yeah the so will so what kind of aspect of the learning because we, we do that we get all excited about things we learn oh this is so cool and this is so neat and and we get we can get really excited about what we're learning and then at some point we got to stop and go so what yeah what yeah. difference does that make yeah um out of that what is God asking you to do? And, and I think that's the part in our training. We're saying keep bringing it back to that question. Not just excited about knowledge, but let's keep leading to the obedience part is out of all this, what is God saying? I was thinking we should get t-shirts made up that say, I will dot, dot, dot on them. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of laughing because this summer we did a discovery Bible study at our church drop in just come on by and one of the guys walked in and he has a t-shirt says i will dot 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 and i had to laugh because it was a total random 
t-shirt. It had nothing to do with our discussion, but we all kind of laughed because that's where we always go to. And I thought, I got to get t-shirts made up with that. That's great. That's, that's funny. I've been thinking of a, a t-shirt for this podcast as well. I'll, and I'll get when we get there, I'll tell you what my idea is. Oh, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay wow. Tuned, yeah. Merch. Show touch <laughs> that guy. I got a merch idea for at least a shirt for me. Um, We're going to start selling merch. Yeah. So the obedience piece, I mean, it's good. But I also think that the accountability piece is good because... If you don't tell somebody that you're going to do something, um, then you, you know it's less likely that you'll do it. So I like the accountability piece too. Mm-hmm. Then after we talked about the um, I will statement, we took a few episodes to get through Luke 10. How yeah. many? We took three episodes? No. 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 No, no, no. Six. Three modules six and six episodes. episodes. Three modules and six episodes to get through the small chapter of Luke 10. So Nick, why don't you tell the people what we did? Yeah. That, so that's episodes 5 to 10. And uh, we took a, a, a very slow, um, purposely slow and important journey through Luke chapter 10 verses 1 to 20. And basically we looked at three things. We, we looked at the posture of a disciple maker, meaning if we are going to bring Jesus to others, what sort of posture do we go with? We go humbly. We go dependently. We, we bring Jesus to their circle without getting distracted. We also looked at the actions of a disciple maker. And this is one that really spoke to me because the first action of a disciple maker in Luke 10 is to speak blessing. Like so often we begin encounters by, by speaking judgment. And uh, we see in Luke 10, 1 to 20, that, that he tells his disciples, pronounce blessing, you know, pronounce peace upon the house. And so uh, the action of a disciple maker is to start with blessing, to speak blessing, and, and keep our eyes open, looking for that person of peace. And so this is where we heard, uh, for those that may remember those episodes, where we had some great discussion around the presence and the power and the proclamation of the gospel. So where my t-shirt comes in, but I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, so posture of disciple maker, action of disciple maker, and then finally the authority of a disciple maker, like... We walk in, when we bring Jesus to others, we are walking in the authority of Jesus. And so we should expect Jesus to show up. We should expect the presence, the power, the, the proclamation, wherever we go. I bet you I know what, what your t-shirt's going <laughs> to say. What's it going to say, Nick? <laughs> Shalom be upon you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I uh, have to admit that in the past few months, I have definitely walked into a place and muttered, Shalom be upon you. <laughs> muttered under her breath. Yeah. I mean, but it was there. very spiritually powerful. I just didn't want to freak people out by yelling it, of course. Um, yeah. So. Try it one time. Just just for yeah. fun. Tell in, us what happens. In Walk store, in there shalom, and just say it real loud. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And for for people that are like this may be their first episode they're listening to, they're wondering what are we talking about? Go back. Yeah, go back to episode yeah. four, I guess it is, I mean, or five. I think it's repeated in all those episodes because yeah. I just got so that pumped. Was, that was Jamie's yes. uh, go-to yeah. uh, blessing, Shalom yeah. be upon you. Yeah. T-shirt. My, my t-shirt. recollection of that series was Less Wolf, More Sheep. Yeah, me too. Uh, That's another t-shirt. That was my second t-shirt. Less Wolf, More Sheep. Just be sheep. Yeah. Sheepy, yeah. not wolfy. Yeah. And, and I think that was too. I, I like what you what you said earlier when we reminded ourselves that um, it's a good message. In fact, the most common words that we use to describe what we do and what we bring is the good news. 
And it's amazing how we make good news to be so tragic. <laughs> and yeah. it's meant to be good news. And, yeah. um, and that's why peace is available to you. Joy is available to you. Yeah. Righteousness. Um, reconciliation, restoration, these are the things that happen. And um, so when we go, um, we go with such great news and definitely less wolf, less barking, growling, attacking, and more sheep, more Cute coming face. soft and let them come to you. And I also remember, too, uh, talking about that yogurt. Um, <laughs> That's what I was going to talk about. Oh, the Oikos. Yeah. The Oikos. Is that how you pronounce Oikos. it, though? Eikos. Yes, it is. I looked it up. You were doing it wrong the whole time. Oikos. <laughs> Sorry, Greek people. So how, how do you pronounce Oikos. it? Oikos. Oikos. What did you say? Ikos. Ikos. I'm not sure. No, I went I to listen, Greece and we went to the island of... It, looked Span- it up. We went to the island okay. of uh, Santorini and, and the beautiful village that everyone gets pictures of is Ia. And it's O-I. Okay. But no, I, listen, I've got it. It says it's Oikos. Oikos. See? Oikos. Oikos. Oh, we have the Oikos. Oikos. Thank oh. you, Siri. Thank you. For bringing us that lovely language yeah. translation. So, Oikos. And our apologies to all the Greeks that uh, we butchered your language. Earlier. Email us if you think we got it wrong. We'll take any <laughs> yeah. email at this point. <laughs> any, any email. Even bad press. That's yes. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Oikos was wonderful because I, I just yeah. love I love the idea that we stop thinking about just one person but recognize that person's part of a family. They're part of a mm-hmm. community and a household. And when we bring the gospel, it's not just to one person. We're bringing it to everybody they influence. Yeah. And, and I think keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah, and connected to that, it's not really about, okay, well, let's make sure we get that person into church so that the pastor can handle it. It's more about, okay, let's, how about I'm going to go into their sphere of influence by myself. It's a lot more vulnerable because you're walking in there and uh, bringing Jesus right into there, like you said, without, yeah. But. Yeah, that's the part we do intentionally. We go to them. Yeah. The part that's more organic is them connecting with our community yeah but that comes later yeah that comes and it eventually. comes more organically yeah comes more, more organically naturally and... yeah if someone's going to be out of their element out of their comfort zone uh it should be those disciple makers who are bringing jesus to others yeah right mm-hmm. it is intimidating for someone to walk into a church for the first time right yeah um but when they're in neutral territory or home territory uh, there are much more people are much more comfortable uh, and and open I think as well. Yeah, I mean it's just like taking the mindset of a, a missionary, really, right? Like you're walking into a place that where you might not be as comfortable, but you're bringing the power, authority, yeah. and presence of God with you. And you're learning their culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 A lot of this that we've been talking through in, in summary comes from the work of our global workers that are going cross cultural, and this they're the ones that have been learning all these lessons. And we're starting to realize how much we need it here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a great, a great, uh, great sessions. Yeah. Okay. So after Luke 10, we went to one of my favorite topics in episodes 11 and 12, which corresponded to the first half of our in-person workshop in Luminous Training. We explored tools for finding persons of peace. And um, the first one, of course, is prayer. And if we're looking for a person of peace in our life to start these things with, Um, We start by asking God to lead them to us. And also things like um, access ministries, proximity, sharing the good news with one-minute testimonies, living our faith out loud. Uh, Danny, do you have a favorite tool or one that comes naturally to you for when you're looking for a person of peace? Yeah, I think, again, we talked about so many different areas um, in this area. But one aspect that jumps out to me was treating, treat everyone as a person of peace. 
until proven otherwise. Mm. We don't, I think the idea for me came out of that. We don't really know who a person of peace is. We approach people, we talk to them, and it's not like we always know ex- immediately who the person of peace is. I think we should treat them all as as persons of peace and until till we know otherwise. Just be obedient to bringing the gospel to them. I like that. I, it reminds me of a, a statement often used with people, and I might have used this in the episode, but I can't remember now. But it was the idea that people who say, I want to just spend quality time with my kids. I don't, I can't, I don't have much time, so I make sure it's quality time. There's no such thing. You can't make quality time. It's an accident that happens in the midst of quantity time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think persons of peace is... Tweet that out, people. I, it's, it, it's not mine. I, okay. I got it years ago from somewhere, but I remember hearing that that was, it just stood out to me. And I think going, we just have to meet lots of people. Because you can't just say, oh, I'm just going to look for a person of peace. That's the only one I'm interested in. You don't know. You have to just be vulnerable and open and coming to all people. And out of that will come an amazing experience with a person of peace. Yeah. Now, Danny is a known extrovert. <laughs> so that might be easier for him than yes, known introverts true. in the that's room. That's true. Danny's out there meeting hundreds of she- thousands of people. And Nick, introvert. Please, I don't understand the introverts either, so you'll have to speak for them. What would be a uh, tool that you would find effective? An introvert would rather have like a small number of relationships that are deeper, yeah, as opposed to a lot of relationships that aren't aren't as deep, right? And that's definitely true of me, uh, which is why I have zero friends. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) that's that's why you have two or three really good friends, and (laughs) I have a hundred that will probably never visit me in the hospital. I'll visit you in the hospital. Okay, thank you, Jamie. There, I got one. Um, and and actually, now that you bring it up that way, the the tool that uh, I I most naturally uh, lean to is is along those lines. It's it's the phrase, "Can I pray for you right now?" Like I, I find uh, just throwing that out there when I'm talking to people, um, when they're when they're talking about things that you know, challenges that they might be facing or something like that, to just to say. Can I pray for you right now? I mean, often we say, hey, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you back, you know, when I get back home. But to say, can I pray for you right now? You know, people who are persons of peace or just people who are spiritually curious or hungry, they're going to they're gonna lean into that. They're going to not, not, like some people might say yes out of politeness, uh, but some people say yes because they want it and, and they're hungry for that. And no one's ever offered that to them before. I think of... Um, couple i guess it was when was it like august uh, there was a there's a, a merchant here in steveson village and i was talking to her um now she's a she's a follower of jesus that sort of walked away from church a decade or two ago so she doesn't she's not like connected to any church or anything but she still has some sense of belief but uh, she was just sharing about how she had to leave and, and close her store um, uh, in the middle of the busiest season for selling here in Steveson because she had to go back home because her mom was sick. And as she's talking about it, you know, you can tell, I could tell that she was concerned and a little bit uh, upset about it. And and I just said, hey, can I pray for you right now? And she, man, she, yeah, as, so, as soon as I offered that, she she was, you could tell that was what she needed in that moment. And And as we prayed, um, God's peace came upon her. She was so thankful afterwards. And, and I think that she left for that trip 
with a sense of God's presence with her in a way that may not have happened if if we hadn't just taken that 30 it was literally 30 seconds of of prayer so yeah that's that's a tool that that I love it's what I go to a lot and I think one that you both do that you don't I mean that you didn't say but you just you two of you both live your faith out loud everybody in your communities knows who you are and they know that you're believers and they know that you can be trusted and so when people need something or they're in crisis they naturally turn to you because they know that you that you've already proven that you're trustworthy because you're you have living your faith out loud yeah there's a there's a naturalness there there's a <clears throat> there's a skill actually an art in living your christian life uh, in front of people and, and, you know, on a natural, you could just sort of blurt it all over the place, you know. Um, but as you learn that skill, you can learn how to just be very natural about your spiritual experience, what God's been doing in your life. You know, we talked about when people say to you, what'd you do this weekend? You say, oh, we had the most amazing time at church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And and you can just very naturally share it. Um, as compared, of course, the people who just take it as a preaching point and say, well, let me tell you, brother... Yeah, <laughs> I went to I went to God on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I, I no, that's that's so good because I I think that sometimes people we want everyone to know we are Christians and we will make sure they know by the T-shirts we wear, by the words we use, by the like we we make sure it's, it's like you know how the uh, maybe it's maybe it's a cliche but they say um, you know like you always know within thirty seconds whether a person does CrossFit or is a vegan. Uh, right like oh that could have been offensive too nick yeah but uh like like they they want this and and so sometimes we we're we are so desperate for people to know that we we have no social awareness of like we can't read the room and i think just to be able to be uh almost i I don't want to say silent but like the strong silent type who's just very confident in who we are in christ and able to live that out and, and when, you know, when it comes to talking, we're comfortable to talk about it as well, but we don't have to go around and like wear the, you know, the, I don't know, the halo around our head with the arrow pointing down to us to, to, to so that people will, will know that we're, we're followers of Jesus. I don't know. It's just this idea of just being this, this quiet confidence as we go through life and, and, it, and it draws people. And a consistent one because people watch you year after year and how you live your life and then they, they can see that. I, I do think that. You know, that's a balance we're trying to strive between that, that person who just joined a multi-level marketing company and yeah. is trying to get you in on their deal, trick you, hook you, whatever way they can. Yes. And you just are putting up all kinds of roadblocks. Some Christians act like that and they're all just like all over you or something. Yeah. Um, versus, on the other hand, the other extreme of the people who, who just don't want to say anything. Well, my faith is personal. My faith is yes. private. Yeah. Well, it is, but it's also a huge part of who you are. So there's nothing wrong with being evident. That on top of the fact that we're talking about here, a commission that Christ yeah. wants you to take that which is private and make it available to others. Yeah. Yeah. And so striving that balance to be able to walk naturally and confidently with your faith out loud. Um, yes. But there, yet less wolf, more sheep. There, there's, yeah. that, there's that phrase that is often attributed to St. Francis, right? Like go out and preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. And I think sometimes we use that to as an excuse to never use words. That's right. I will. I show my faith by my actions. I don't use my words. But no, no, there are times to use words and there are opportunities. And if we are intentionally being disciple makers, we need to lean into those opportunities and grasp those when, when the opportunities present themselves. But we don't have to create the pro, uh, opportunities 
ourselves like try try and you know manipulate a conversation so we can throw in a god story or something it'll just happen naturally i don't know if i was wearing a t-shirt that said shalom me upon you i bet you that would work <laughs> it's just interesting <laughs> enough that people would feel you're preaching at them yeah. they might actually just go what is that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay anyway so that was um episode 11 and 12 and then we got into some really fun stuff without Danny. Oh, yes. yeah. That's where you ditched me. We ditched oh, no, you sorry. and invited I ditched you. No, no, you. You ditched us. You went to Paris. Come yeah. on. We were stuck here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the second half, like in the Luminous training, there's there's this, um, we go through these in-person training times and there's a workshop that kind of caps it all off. And in the second half of the workshop uh, is where we learn about discovery groups. And so that was episode uh, 13 and 14, uh, the last two episodes we've, we've done. So basically, uh, the discovery group is this tool. So we've, we've brought the presence, we've brought the power, we've brought the proclamation of the gospel with us. Hello, <laughs> Someone, a, a person of peace, has, has leaned into that and, and opened up their oikos to us. Now what? So they've done that. What's next? And that's where we learned about this great tool called the Discovery Group or Discovery Bible Study, which is just this simple but very powerful way to help others explore the words of Scripture. So it's a few questions. There's no teaching. It's all observation. It's very spirit-dependent, and it ends with this obedience-based uh, discipleship and sharing of the gospel. Yeah, and so episode 13, we invited in Alan Chang, who is uh, an expert on the topic of the Discovery Group. And then episode 14 was super fun. We did a live Discovery Bible study with uh, Karen and Christina. It was so fun. One of which had never heard anything about the Bible before, which is awesome. So, yeah. Danny, you were off, you know, I was eating off. croissants and things uh, when we recorded these. But you, then you came back and listened to them. So first of all, what do you remember from what Alan had to say? What stood out to you from the first one? I liked um, when Alan talked about these small groups because uh, and what he I remember he mentioned something about some of the small groups that he'd connect with and they'd say nothing's really happening or transforming and he and he would ask the question, "Have you been practicing the I will statements?" And I realized how quickly even in groups we can skirt around the issue and not hold each other accountable. Not in a mean, ugly way, but just in a in a mutual accountability. Like we've agreed that we need to push ourselves further into the things of God. And 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 he had mentioned that if you're not committed as a group to the I will statements and to that mutual accountability, transformation doesn't happen. And uh, and I was just thinking, yeah, we got to keep pushing ourselves a little bit. Yeah, and then what was your impression of our live Discovery Bible study with Karen and Christina? I loved it. I, I yeah. just, I, I love, you know what it, it reminded me of? Notting Hill. Oh, <laughs> I was, we were going to purposely not talk about romantic well, comedies today. But you, you mentioned London. I, yeah. I actually stayed at Notting Hill in an Airbnb. And so we were oh walking up goodness. and down Notting Portobello Market and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking at the very scenes from the movie Notting Hill. But of course, the classic line was Julia, um, uh, whatever her name Roberts. is. Pardon? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, that's yes. her name. And she's standing in front of the guy and, and she's pouring her heart out to him. And he's getting all complicated. To him, it's all complicated. You're a famous person, and I just can't figure out how your world, my world, could, could ever unite. And she looks at him and she says, you know, it's not that complicated. 
I'm just a girl standing before a boy asking, asking him if he would love her. And I thought, you know, it's, it's one of these epic love story moments. But I, I think it reminds me of listening to that podcast because it was simple. You know, we overcomplicated so much. And here was, it's just a person wanting to read the Bible and, and listen to maybe what God would teach them. And I thought, why do we make it so complicated? Mm-hmm. Why can't it just be that? I'm just a person looking at the Bible, talking about what God wants me to learn. Yeah. And that came out to me. And I, I just love that kind of simplicity about it. Yeah, it was just so, it's just so easy. And it was also, we had a great time. It was really fun. Yeah. And we learned afterwards that, um, you know, both of them went off and did their intentions. Yeah. Right? So and followed up on their I will statements. Yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. One of them, they, they said uh, that they had this conversation at work about, about, uh, avoiding negative talk and keeping positive and they talked to a co-worker about it and they, the, and so her and the co-worker agreed that this is what they're going to do so not only did she experience transformation herself but then she took it to another person it. and shared it yeah and so i mean i like that because sometimes you know us as christians we can be hearing all this stuff but nothing changes because we never put it into practice but here's somebody who's actually living things out in the way that she felt god speak to her i think mm-hmm. that's just so powerful all right now, for those taking the Luminous training in person, coming up is our last module where we will wrap it all up and look at our next few months of bringing Jesus to others. Nick, what can the people expect? Just like you said, so if for those that are taking the training, we're going we're gonna to recap everything. Well, we just recapped everything. But what we're going to do is we're going to start to make something called a Luminous Plan. And a luminous plan is basically how over the next three months am I going to be more intentional about my disciple making? So things like how am I going to like mobilize more prayer? Like we talked about how it begins with prayer. So how am I going to start praying? Um, how am I going to um, increase my presence in the community? Um, how what, what am I going to do to find a person of peace? So, so we're just going to sort of map that out for the next three months and do that but you know what for people that aren't taking the training they can engage in this too like you can by just saying okay if if these are the things i need to do if i if if it's like starting with prayer um increasing my presence in community um finding a person of peace um starting a a discovery group even just those four steps living your faith out loud yeah, yeah, so that might be for how, how am I going to find a person of peace? Well, I'm going to start by living my, be more intentional about living my faith out loud in actions, in words when it starts. And so if you're listening, you're not taking the training, but you're listening, maybe just start with the, the, the prayer one. Start there. Just say, ask the question, how will I be more intentional about my, my prayer? Prayer for uh, individuals or prayer for groups, prayer that God will lead me to a person of peace how am i going to do that those are just things that we can we can start now yeah we're, we're just trying to get the we're just trying to wrap up the first part of this training in person of course that part that we're talking about for the luminous will be in person for us here um we're just trying to wrap it up with these practical ways to to get it in place get it get a strategy personally for engaging this mm-hmm. and and why not even if you don't have the advantage of joining us in class but you could you could well, not if you live in Africa or something. But yeah, if you live in another country or something and you say, well, it's pretty unpractical. But you know, map your own strategy out. I mean, just take a piece of paper and, and reflect on what you've heard through the podcast and just begin to scribble down some notes as to if I want to bring Jesus to others 
And based on what I've learned about the luminous things, here's three or four action steps I could take to try to uh, improve in my area of creating disciples who make disciples who I make love, disciples i love that and if um anybody is listening and they do do that please send us an email and let us know what your plan is uh, we'd love to hear yeah that. in, that'd in, be so exciting in fact if yeah. they if you want to send us an email at hello.luminouspodcast at gmail.com uh I, I will happily send you the the plan like how how to start making a luminous plan it's just two pages it's questions to go through what what you're going to do i'm happy to send those to anyone who wants it amazing amazing i can't wait to hear all these we love to share with yeah. people yes yeah. we're we're generous that way so but so sad now here we are we've reached the end of the podcasts that are all related to the luminous training now that i've found my calling as a podcast co-host uh, is this going to be the end of the podcast? What are you going to tell our dear listeners? How are they going to survive without us? No, it's not the end of the podcast. Woo-hoo! How can we end the podcast when we haven't even released the merch yet? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? Or gone on tour. At least get some merch and uh, yeah. get something going. Then we could say we successfully completed it. Yeah, yeah. a tour. Now yeah. we're going to keep going. Yeah. We're going to keep going. And like I said at the beginning, we're going to we're just going to decouple it now from from the training program. The decouple it from the train. Yes. Um, and so we already have some ideas, um, you know, of people, there's, for example, there's a couple of people that we want to interview who are, some of them are experts in, in like an area of disciple making, or like they've been disciple making for many, many years. We would love to bring in people who are just starting disciple making and talking to them about, uh, obstacles and hurdles, but also successes and stories of transformation. We, we want to do things that are going to inspire our listeners to adopt a disciple-making lifestyle. That's yeah. exciting. That's yeah, introducing you to other people. It's always encouraging to hear yeah. someone else's story. Yeah. yeah. And I like that the story of people who are deemed experts, who have done a lot, and also the story of those who are muddling their way through it. Yes. We like yeah. to hear both of those. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We, we also thought it would be fun to deep dive into some of these areas um, more intentionally, whether it be a smart goal and talking a bit more about, mm-hmm. you know, how we could fine tune that area um, mm-hmm. or the areas of prayer or some of the, some of the discussions we had on authority and spiritual mm-hmm. authority and such, you know, all of these would probably do well if we could dive a little deeper into them. And I think you, I mean, let us know if you would like to see us dive a little deeper into any of these topics, keeping in mind, we're always directing it toward how can I bring Jesus to others yeah. Yeah. so they come fully yeah. alive. That, that's our that's, purpose. That's the purpose is we want to inspire and equip people to bring Jesus to others in a very natural, uh, powerful, transformational way. And uh, Nick, why don't you close us off? I've been thinking, because Danny, we're talking about doing this in Ladner, uh, about encounters in acts mm-hmm. right people uh, encountering the gospel so i've been just in the last couple of weeks thinking thinking through acts and the encounters in acts and and honestly how many of them are oikos oriented mm-hmm. right like philippian jailers not just about him it's about his family you know lydia so she brings him to the family so all these encounters like acts is where we see disciple making in action right um and it's and it's just inspiring me to keep this main thing, the main thing, like we talked about. We, we talked about sometimes we make secondary or tertiary things. I'm so smart. <laughs> the main thing. But the main thing here is bringing Jesus to others. And so maybe 
we can end with a time of reflection. So I'm just going to invite you, listener, to, if you'd like to, to uh, close your eyes. And just draw your attention to the presence of God with you. He is present. He is loving you. He is your greatest cheerleader. Whether you have been actively bringing Jesus to others or you haven't, he still is your cheerleader. And not only that, he has put his Holy Spirit within you to energize you and empower you to desire and do the things that please him. And I invite you just to quietly in your own heart, tell God your desire that yes, I want to bring Jesus to others. It's okay if you're not sure how, it's okay if that thought scares you, that's okay. Don't worry about that right now. But if it's your desire, just let him know, God, I want to bring Jesus to others. And then take a moment to ask him, is there someone in my life right now that I can be more intentional, intentional about praying for and bringing Jesus to them? And also ask him, how can I be more effective as a disciple maker? What can I do? And maybe he'll say, he'll invite you to pray more. Maybe he'll invite you to have courage and say, can I pray for you right now? How might God be inviting you to be more intentional about disciple making? And then finally, take a moment to set an intention. What will you do this week to begin or to take another step in your disciple-making journey? Maybe Danny, you can wrap us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you with gratefulness in our heart and we are compelled by the love that Christ has poured into our heart. We're compelled by the love we've seen in him. And uh, we pray that you would give us the strength and the courage to live it out and to share that liberally and generously with all those that we meet, that it would be a blessing to them because we know your hearts for them. So empower us and, and be with us, we pray in your name. Amen. 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 Okay, any last words to wrap it up? You too? It's been a real delight. Mm -hmm. Season one, working with you guys in this journey. And, uh, it's been really fun. Yeah. And can't wait to see all of the listener comments and all of the 
emails. Yeah. Emails are going to come. Yeah. I, I have to say, I mean, I know we always we always joke about, oh, we got one listener or six listeners, but but no, we we our audience is growing. Yeah, it, it is growing. Like like we're definitely into double digits. Maybe Woo-hoo! maybe yeah. we, we may be even into the dozens. Yeah, just the other day, so. someone said to me, "I listened to your podcast and it was really good." Yeah, <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> that, that, little, was surprise. that little note of surprise that I thought, <laughs> "Hey, that's good," because you know what? We're gonna win people over wow. you know, one yeah. by one. Yeah. yeah, I think that same person also said that to me as well. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, was, shout out to you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, keep it spread and spread the word. Share it uh, if you want, and oh, yeah, go on good. podcast and then click share, and you can put it on your wall, on your Facebook wall, or or make a note in Instagram. Hey, I've been learning a lot with these guys at Luminous Podcast. Yeah, yeah, and can't wait for more. T- What's the other T-shirt designs? You, you said, so, said you shalom be upon you, shalom be upon you, sheep not wolves. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? I will. Dot, oh yeah, dot, I dot. will. Dot dot dot. Okay. Yeah, it's coming, everyone. Yeah, yeah. go for that. A luminous logo in the corner. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I also feel like people who might be now are probably obviously trying to email us. Maybe they don't know how to spell luminous. It's a tricky word. So what is the email address? Hello.luminouspodcast? Yeah. So that's L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's probably the pro- that's probably the issue. Probably like hundreds of people have emailed us, but they've yeah. just misspelled. They've gone into that's the ether somewhere, or yeah. some some person who has totally. a misspelled word like ours is yeah. getting all these emails. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, and we're yeah. That's it. That's it for season one. That's a wrap. Great. So we'll see you all in season two, and we're so excited for your emails. Thank you. See you later, everyone. Yep. Goodbye. I wonder how many people could hear dog snoring all the way through. Yeah. Well, Nick forgot that part. <laughs> he wrote it himself. Just yeah. talking. Keep talking. Yeah, I felt, right. I felt bad because he said, make sure you read it over so that you've read it over before you get here. And I thought, oh, I don't want to be ignorant. I got to make sure I remember. Everything. Yeah, me too. And so he's, look at the one who forgot, the one who doesn't have ADHD. Finally. Yeah, that's right. We win. <laughs> Point for us. Something. I was also going to note that I just felt a little bad that I didn't get to uh, sing the Zacchaeus song with you. <laughs> so I really felt like, oh, I missed out. I forgot I, I did I was going to say, well, let's do a duet. We can do a duet. Let's do a duet okay. next time. Go for it. Zacchaeus was no. No? No. Is it too late? Huh? No, it was fine. But now I'm just feeling embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? The duet. The, the duet that never got to happen. Try it one more time. Okay. One more time. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Can't do it. He climbed up in. Oh, it's a solo again. Okay, it was meant to be duet. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Can't do it. No, sorry. Shalom, be Yeah, thank you.